Welcome to One Weird Trick, a podcast giving advice for better living. Your hosts, Aaron and Cecily, have zero legal, medical, or psychological qualifications to give advice. Please consider any advice you receive from them as being from well-meaning, but human and imperfect friends. Please consult actual professionals for any serious legal, medical, or mental help you may need. And now, here's Cecily and Aaron. Welcome to One Weird Trick, that show where we exchange tips and tricks amongst ourselves and with you, the listener, on how we can not just survive, but thrive. I'm your host, Aaron. And I am Cecily. And we've got a great show for you today. First up, Cecily has a weird trick on the various forms of consent. And then I have just a 50-gallon barrel (laughs) full of weird tricks when it comes to the subject of personal lubrication. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> like a Bob Ross canvas, we're going to get slick, wet, and ready to go in this L- podcast. Lube up your ears and get ready. Get those lube, get those ear holes all lubricated, ready to go. Then after we get all showered and cleaned up, because we're going to have to, uh, we're going to go and see what's going on in the old OWT at SwizzBold.com mailbag. But first, Cecily, let's let's. Uh, I- I'm giving you verbal audio consent to discuss consent with me Thank on this you. podcast. I just wanted to slip this topic in here, just real slick and smooth. Um, Aaron and I watched an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm recently, this most recent season, where one of the things that Larry David actually did right was ask for consent before doing anything when he encountered a new female partner. And it was meant to be as a, you know, a joke between the characters when it was happening because... You know, he was asking for permission every time he kissed her or kissed her on the neck or something like that. But this episode was clearly written in the heat of Me Too. And it ended up being really sexy for those characters. And it can be really sexy for all of us, too. Wait, uh, there's a, a sexually appealing Larry David in a Larry David episode? Is that what you're telling me? I Don't, don't worry. Larry fucked up the relationship in uh, different ways. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so we all know the obvious ways that you cannot consent being drunk wearing revealing clothing or no clothing at all or wearing you know fully covering clothing those do not equal consent being not of adult age all the things that do not equal consent but if you got someone who's already down to fuck do you still need to get consent well yes you do so here are some ways that you can that you can do this when you're you're starting a new relationship is where I'm coming from this at. And it might sound like a stuffy and kind of dry process, but it really does not have to be. Uh, here's a weird trick. Get one of you and the couple should become a notary public. So you can just make <laughs> this consent process real easy. Hey, don't get everyone's, this. everyone's triplicates. Get that all stamped. <laughs> it's a real time saver. Okay. So a few episodes ago, we talked about how, you know, you can utilize safe words when you're having sex. And this is a little bit different. So what you want to do is make sure that you are reading your partner's body language as you get physical. If they look uneasy, make sure to check in. You know, there are very sexy ways to do this also. For example, your first kiss. Say something like, I'm going to kiss you now as you move in, or can I kiss you? And then wait that beat, read their body language, and then go for it. Unless their eyes, mouth, voice... Or there are suddenly very tense shoulders say, no, don't do it. So this partner is already DTF, right? So when you're getting down to it, ask them before each next step. Can I kiss you here? Do you want me to put my mouth there? Ask them as you're doing each new act if they like what you're doing. And ask them before you change positions if that's the way they like it or if you can try this. You know, those are subtle ways to ask for consent as you're still going through this process. So you're talking about because you're not talking about like, uh, you know, you've been kissing hot and heavy in a previous date. And the next date you'd ask for permission to kiss them. And the next date you'd ask for permission to kiss them. You're talking about like when you are doing something new or escalating things. Right. Okay. You know, as you progress a relationship. Or yeah, like I also stay present, you know, like if uh, you five years into a relationship, sexual relationship, if you notice your partner tensing up or, right, you know, not being into it, it's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with checking yeah. in. I'll get to that at the end of this. 
So hopefully if it's the first time you've already established beforehand the form of protection that you are going to be using. And I highly recommend that it is something, some form of protection. One of these days we're going to have to talk about that because like, I feel like they're, I don't know, maybe it's just me growing up in the 90s and whatnot, uh, 80s and 90s, but like, it feels like there's entirely too lackadaisical attitude about safe sex. Yep. Nowadays in 2020, mm-hmm. and I, uh, Grandpa Aaron, he's not so, not sure about this little frowny face and waggling finger. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that in the future OWT. Okay, so yeah, like I said, this should just be with you know. I'm thinking of like a first time with a new partner, or the first time trying something new with an established partner, even if it's say like anal with a hetero partner. Oh yeah, that's something you'd want to. <laughs> You right, want exactly. established consent for, for Yeah, sure. this may be something you've done before. You guys have done together before, but that doesn't mean that you can just slip it in the first time you get intimate the next mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. These are things that you want to get consent for, and you really need to talk about these things. Um, You know, there have to be established terms and enthusiastic consent right there in a nutshell. Making sure that your partner is always aware of what you want to do in your intentions i guess and how to do it safely you know you can't just like force these things for lack of a better term and as a reminder and this shouldn't really be news to anyone but even between a married couple consent can be revoked at any time so watch your partner's body language hopefully if they're not into it you will pick up on that and you'll be even less into it than they are because they're so non-consenting. Mm-hmm. So that's my weird trick. All right. Uh, speaking of jamming things in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about lube. Uh, this this is going. This is dedicated to listener Alex Establishment on Twitter, who uh, uh, I, I, I there's been some desk there's this been some discourse on the internet about the topic no. of. Wet ass pussies. Oh. I'm not sure why, but like this, this stuff just started. Isn't it degrading gushing. to women? It's this stuff just started gushing out on my timeline <laughs> uh, a week or two ago. And you should get a bucket and a mop for that. Yeah, I should. It just, I couldn't stem the tide of all this this wet ass pussy flow in my direction. And uh, you know, I feel like it's right and proper to put uh, wet ass pussies up on a, a pedestal. Mm-hmm. But by doing pedestal, by well, it's going. If it was dry before, it's not. Not <laughs> after. Not after this has gotten done. Uh, you slip that pedestal in. Do a kegel. <laughs> but I feel like we're doing disservice to the occasional or perhaps even chronic dry ass pussies in the house. Or maybe we're talking about a literal ass pussy. You know, uh, a bussy. A bus. A, a bussy, for example. Yeah. Uh, a hole that doesn't naturally lubricate for any reason, mm-hmm. but you want to to sexually penetrate it, uh, or for hand jobs, whatever. You sometimes you need. Uh, it, tur- it, it turns out that any old patch of skin can rub against any other random patch of skin and feel real fucking good. And all you need is a little lubrication because mm. it's just you know if you're only playing with your mucus secreting skin patches what's that 97 percent of the body you're leaving out yeah tell that to my inner thighs <laughs> <laughs> they need this lubrication uh so that's it we're, we're we're talking about sex lube in this episode um and i want to talk about real quick uh things to avoid unfortunately uh and i was just thinking about this as i was writing this outline i remember like in elementary school and junior high mm-hmm. like i just figured that vaseline must be the sex lube of choice because that's what everyone is joking about like mm-hmm. it's always like oh what you get sand into vaseline or blah 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 mm-hmm. like there's all kinds of unpleasant turns out that's actually a terrible terrible uh idea for a lubricant mm-hmm. um in fact the other thing is like you know baby oil things that it's it's, it's a damn shame things you normally have just kind of lying around the house don't make good sex lubes because anything that's petroleum based or like mineral oil based or actually any kind of oil base at all uh, degrades latex condoms. Hmm. Um, this is anything oil based, you know, whether it's petrochemical or natural in origin, because these <laughs> oils break down the latex chemical substance, which makes them more susceptible to ripping, tearing, or even developing micro perforations so of like the material. 
Latex is the thing that most condoms are made out of. Latex is the thing that the vast majority of condoms. So if you're, mm, so if it makes you're, them really ineffective. Then it makes them really ineffective unless you there are polyurethane condoms because some people are allergic to, to um, you know, latex. Mm-hmm. So there are, al- are alternatives if you must use an oil-based lube. And there's a couple that I'm going to talk about later that are are uh, decent uh, natural options. Um, but you want to not use latex condoms if you do, um, because those micro perforations especially can allow sperm and STDs through mm-hmm. and then obviously ripping and tearing. That's not good. We're not playing no. doom here. Um, also, the oils can make uh, cleanup difficult. The oil based products are kind of like miniature oil tanker spills <laughs> in the pristine natural environment of your body's orifices and you unless, don't want to be that seagull in the bp picture that's just covered in oil and nah, just no you, hope of escape you don't want to send teams of people <laughs> with dawn dish d- detergent scrubbing no. the penguins and the seagulls and the pelicans you you really don't want to do that and for the bo- for the above reasons sometimes people's bodies react poorly to those types of lubes so oil-based lubes um with few exceptions straight out mm-hmm. uh water-based lubes um the pros of these are they're inexpensive and readily available. You can go into any department store, uh, pharmacy, grocery store, hell, a lot of times gas stations, convenience stores will have a bottle of good old KY jelly. Oh, is that water-based? That is water-based, mm. and it is like the default setting for lubrication. If your doctor is sticking a finger up your butt, it's probably going to be lubed with KY. Uh, if you've gone to a gynecologist and they slather some kind of surgical jelly, uh, what what they squirt on pregnant women's belly to make the ultrasound, mm-hmm. KY jelly. But I heard that like having sex in the shower and using water as a lube is a really bad idea. We're we're going to get there. There's so right. many other options. Okay, we're starting with the water based. Um, now th- these water based lubes are good because they tend to be very slick. Like they're probably the slickest of the lubes we're going to talk about in terms of just friction reduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're safe for all types of condoms and they're compatible with all sex toys. It's very easy to clean up. In fact, you can often just use water. You don't even have to use soap because um, mm. it all dissolves. It doesn't stain fabrics, which is good. You know, if you're getting busy on the nice couch or, you know, you're Monica Lewinskiing um, and wearing a nice evening dress <laughs> and you, you don't want to have to take that to the dry cleaner. There you go. Also, most water-based lubes are edible. Though I think the flavor's kind of gross. It's mm. got that glycerin, glycol, kind of like engine coolant mm-hmm. sweetness to it that, that, I, don't, that I don't really like. Mm. Um, That's my biggest complaint about when I eat engine coolant. Is the taste. It's the taste, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, the cons, they're significant. Um, it dries out very fast. It's water-based. Mm-hmm. Once that water evaporates out of that glycol, glycerin mix, then all you've got is kind of like a sticky, gummy residue substance. Mm. Now... Um, sometimes that's really nice as a starter lube if you are a woman who does natural lubricate, but you know you're having a quickie or maybe it takes a while to get warmed up. By the time your body is warmed up to opportunity temperature and and that wet ass pussy is engaged, <laughs> the KY is kind of running out and you know you're you're good to go. But there's nothing wrong with reapplying if as needed. You know if you're having a, a longer session and also. Um, the water is what's evaporating. So like a few drops of water, like maybe from saliva or I don't know, keep a little spit in your mouth, a, a warm, a, <laughs> <laughs> or like a warm water spritzer bottle. I mean, spritzer, you know, I'm not saying you need one. I'm not saying you need a $500 driver when you play golf, but sometimes they're nice to have if you know what you're, you're doing <laughs> right. with it. Um, but uh, these, these properties, um, you know, make it sometimes not the best lube for like anal sex, titty fucking hand jobs, anything that's mm-hmm. open, anything that doesn't naturally lubricate and expose the air because it can dry out, get sticky. And then, you know, you're, you, you gotta, you're not a great, not a great situation. What about femoral sex? I, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. there's your homework assignment. If you want to look it up femoral <laughs> sex, uh, water-based lubes do not work in water. Another con, because as we uh-huh. say, water can wash it away. Mm-hmm. This is not the lube you want to use in swimming pools, hot tubs, showers, etc. Also, there's been some reports um, that some men and women's bodies don't agree with the glycerin kind of glycol stuff that binds the water into the lube. And um, that can lead to yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis, stuff like that. So with any of these lubes, I'm going to say it every time, but uh, when you're trying something new out, go slow. Be mindful of how your body reacts. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's a concern, you can also look at water-based lubes that use something like aloe 
or aloe vera as its binding medium instead of glycerin. And then, hey, you get the aloe skin treatment. Two Treat for your one. sunburn and your lubrication there issues. There you go. There you go. Same uh, time. Also, for oils, we talked about how they're not great, but there's some good natural, uh, like plant oils. For example, sweet almond oil or virgin Ooh, coconut oil. Sweet, sweet almond and that virgin coconut. There's lots of pros. Inexpensive, widely available. Again, like you can have a very discreet shopping trip mm-hmm. at the the ruralist, most conservative state county in the union by going to the grocery store and just getting a little jar of uh, virgin coconut oil oh for sure we've done that on a camping we trip. have there's been a camping trip left our preferred lube at home and Did one you... trip to the grocery store just a case of beer and some coconut oil oh fuck no yeah organic coconut anything. oil no one knows what the hell you're Mm-mm. doing um and sometimes people's bodies react um, better to these natural lubes than one with chemicals in it. If your body's really sensitive to chemical agents, um, it can be better. Um, they last a long time because there's nothing water-based. There's nothing to dry out, uh, which is great for all that skin-to-skin contact with non-lubricating surfaces. Um, I think they have a more tactile feel. Like um, the KY, the, the water-based lubes can be too slippery sometimes, when especially mm-hmm. when they're, they're just... Uh, introduced into the environment um and this has a little bit it's not gritty or anything but there's just a little bit more um kind of feel and friction to it uh these oils sweet almond oil virgin coconut oil are edible and they Mm. taste and smell great you know if you like coconut or almonds well there you go it's gonna taste like that smell like that on the skin um it moisturizes skin, and these oils are also readily uh, absorbed by the skin, which makes cleanup very easy. And these oils stay sh- shelf-stable for years. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if it changes smell, develops obvious mold, stuff like that, throw it out. Um, you can reduce this chance by not cross-contaminating it. Like, don't be double-dipping in the oil jar. <laughs> don't stick your dick in the oil jar. It's, it's, it's it long last. You shouldn't have to double dip on this stuff. Um, cons are, especially coconut oil, can be solid at temperatures below the mid-70s. So wintertime, uh, you might want to get a, a glass of warm water to put the oil in mm-hmm. for just a minute or two to soften it up. Um, like all oil-based lubes, it cannot be used with condo- condoms or anything with latex, like clothing, some sex toys. Mm-hmm. Kind of a pain to clean up. Um, because it is oil and it, it, you have to get some soap in there and do some scrubbing. They do stain sheets and fabrics. Mm-hmm. Mini trick within the weird trick, sex towels. Sex towels. Big, soft, dark colors. Keep three or four, five in your bedroom, discreetly in a closet or something. Like a towel form and a washcloth form. Yep. Uh, put those under your bottoms when you're doing stuff that might get messy and it makes all that cleanup stuff mm-hmm. a thousand times easier. Um, and also too much wet ass pussy. Cause sometimes you start to feel like I can't, I'm not, there's zero friction I'm going on. I'm too turned on. Long, strong, bound to get the friction on. There is no friction going on. Well, you know what? You grab a towel, like a washcloth or a washcloth. You treat that thing like a prize fighting boxer, towel it off in the corner, <laughs> wipe it down, towel it to dry off. Get back in there. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, same caveat for all the other lubes. Some people's mm-hmm. body chemistry doesn't agree, could cause problems. So if you get some, mm-hmm. you know, funky reactions, uh, you know, go slow. Start with small quantities. See how it, uh, pay attention to your body, see how it reacts. My personal favorite of the lube family is silicone-based lubes. Ooh. Pros, super condom safe. Okay. No reaction with latex. Has a great texture. I think there's a perfect balance with silicone lubes between slip and grip. Mm. And there's also, like, between the different brands, there's a lot of difference in viscosity and slickness. Um, so you can have a lot of fun with experimentation. Um, it's safe to eat because silicone passes right through your body without interacting with it. It's completely inert. It's like cellulose. It just... Well, it's the opposite of roughage, I guess, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's not going to accumulate or cause any kind of problems. It's got a very neutral taste and odor, um, and it doesn't have like you'd think it'd have like a greasy mouth feel, but it really doesn't. Um, yeah, for sure. I would say that for my personal experience, the water-based lubes mm-hmm. have the the weirdest mouth feel. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're switching around a lot or you just need lube for a, a hand job or a blow job or something like that. And you know what? You want to give better hand jobs? Use your mouth if you want to. Give, what if you want to give a better? If you want to give a better blow job, job use your hands. Oh. See, uh-huh. I'm starting ma- to figure this male out. Male and female too. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I feel like it's it's the best kind of like neutral tasting lube there is. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to make your skin feel great, soft and supple when you're done. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like a little spa treatment. Um, easily the longest lasting lube, in my opinion. Uh, so it's really great for um, non-standard sex acts. You know, And it mixes well with natural lubricants too. Yeah, The kind of really like does. juices that you typically produce from yeah they say water-based is based like that but like i I feel like the silicone stuff is hard to beat for Uh, sure it's really good on any kind of skin on skin rubbing and tugging of all types hell yeah uh it gives zero fucks about water so it's great for shower sex hot tub action fucking on boats get in there do that showgirls with kyle mclaughlin in the in the (laughs) in the pool uh it's long lasting uh cons absolutely destroys silicon sex right, this toys. is important this is very important and because and, a lot of people don't know this that your sex toys will not interact well with the lubes you're using unless you pay attention yeah because the silicone lube has got like a silicon dissolvent that suspends the silicone in and guess what that silicon dissolvent does the silicon toys it starts to dissolve them oh no so even if they're not visibly damaged a lot of times it'll damage the surface enough to no longer to make them porous which can uh you know, hold on to bacteria and, bacteria. and contaminate and it's just a a bad deal so Mm -hmm. you gotta definitely um keep those toys safe or at least like wrap them with a condom i've seen some people do that yeah that works if they have but even then you know lube's gotta work well with the latex that works well with your yeah yeah yeah, you gotta gotta pay attention it it will absolutely stain fabrics it's somewhere between water-based and oil-based in terms of cleanup and it's expensive it's easily two to three times the cost of your average water lube it's worth it you can just use a few drops a lot of times too a lot less goes a longer way goes a long way um some personal recommendations from all these families silicone uh we like penchant premium and I think it's got the perfect viscosity. It's got absolute neutral taste and mouthfeel. It's very long lasting. And I also like it because it's in discreet, attractive, tasteful packaging. There's none of this man lube, gun oil, Astroglide. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah, this is fuck fluid. Like it's it's very, it looks like uh, an essential oil bottle. It's got a nice it's little floral design. It's very tasteful, yeah. Until you get it and like hold it and say like there's very tiny like natural or personal lubricant like in very small letters. Like from across, like if you leave it out in your bedroom on your nightstand, no one's going to be like, oh my God, you guys are doing heavy fucking drilling in here. <laughs> no, it looks like a fancy kind of bottle that you would use. It's like maybe a moisturizer or some sort sort of like witch hazel type of yes. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get your feet wet, uh, <laughs> no, no pun intended. You didn't. Uh, if you want to give someone a try, there's a lot that are widely available at like department stores. Like Walmart will have these Astroglide X. Astroglide is just a regular old water-based lube. Uh, but X is their silicone. Wet Platinum, I think, is available at like CVS and Walgreens, which is good. And then... Uh, if your place has got KY, they might have KY True Feel, oh. which is again the name of KY's line of silicone. Because KY lubes. is normally what you think to go to for lube. Yeah, it's just a def- if again, you're not the thinking default, about default set of like if you've, you've stepped up from grade school Vaseline, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, it's uh, KY. Um, Water based. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. What do you want to? We're not being paid by any of these Hell companies, no. but. Uh, we're open for offers didn't this pension (laughs) win uh, an award for something being the best lube all around yeah I forget because I thought it was Ojoy Sex Toy which I really like Uh but they like um, oh shit what is it Uber it's called uh, yeah it's called Uber something Um, and it's it's a silicone lube uh, it's won like three years in a row for them. So I, guess what? I'm going to have to try a new lube. Um, I, but I, yeah, I got. <laughs> oh, pun- darn it. I got pin shot somewhere as, as, as a recommendation, some other uh, best of year. Um, Water based. I like ID Glide or Slickwood H2O. Mm. Um, ID is a bit more viscous, but it's also like really fucking slick. It's like crazy fucking slick. And I think Sliquid is a little bit thinner in consistency, but it has a little bit more of a tactile feel. Both of these widely available on Amazon. Uh, natural, literally any organic coconut virgin oil is yeah. going to be good to go. I've never had. We've like tried several jars, never had a bad one. Also, also, yeah, don't fuck of- around with the slutty virgin oil. <laughs> slutty virgin slutty coconut oil you want the virgin only the virgin coconut oil um and also like my tip within a tip is go and get like a travel size you know 
like soap dispenser, mm-hmm. like shampoo dispenser, mm-hmm. and warm up the coconut oil and pour it into that. That way you can keep the jar someplace cool and 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 safe. And then and you bacteria have, free. You got room temperature lube. You can dispense if it ever like you know we keep our bedroom cold in the winter. It always freezes into a solid block. Just run it. 30 seconds over a warm tap and it'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. And also bonus recommendation for edible lube. The best, best, best lube in the business is pure romances whipped line. Oh, whipped. And it comes in a variety of flavors, but I like the vanilla cupcake. It's the best. And it is like, I thought edible lubes were gross because they're all water-based. This shit is the bomb. And I know you got to go. Is through it like not a, water-based? No, it is water-based, okay. but it's like some kind of like solid, like I said, it's this whipped line. It's it's like an opaque. Um, but you can literally use this as like cupcake frosting. It's delicious. And I might. So you got to go through a pure romance rep, I think. But I've never really had a better edible edible lube. So there's 20 minutes of lube talk on this <laughs> wet ass podcast. <laughs> I love this. I love this, especially since we thought of this topic before Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion released that song. Mm-hmm. And it just, the timing is perfect. So uh, let's get to our general advice segment part of the show. If yes. you have a sticky wicket that needs unstuck. We've um, got the lube for you. And this and this lube is just not getting it done. Uh, <laughs> maybe you'd like to comment on our own little weird tricks. Maybe you got a lube trick uh, or recommendation uh, that you'd like to share with us or our community. Please send all that in to OWT at SwizzBold.com. Cecily, what do we got in this whole this whole mailbag situation? Okay, our first email is from Jim Rat, which you maybe remember from a few years ago. He's got an update for us. A few years ago, I've only been doing this for years? like eight months. <laughs> what the fuck? This year has been years. <laughs> this year has been a decade. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember this guy. Go back into the archives. I think, I think, the, it was last I think episode. the library has them in like a microfiche <laughs> podcast. <laughs> microfiche, yeah. Um, anyway, Jim Rat has an update here. But their business was not taking the coronavirus seriously. No. And he was wondering what do. So they said, thank you for including me in the podcast. I feel validated and affirmed, which should not be outside of the standard of how to deal with a pandemic but Uh uh but i'm glad we could help so an update on the situation we have now had at least four confirmed cases to my knowledge including an employee of mine the health department has been contacted but they are slow to respond and only really enforcing local ordinances that are hilariously ambiguous Mm -hmm. therefore i have tendered my resignation and will be returning to school to finish my degree well, good for you, but I'm also I'm sorry that it's happening at this time. That That's sucks. Not cool. I like it's like it. You know, you don't want to be a I told you so and that kind of person, but like, goddamn, you know, when you come in and you have these concerns and are not taken seriously, and then oh wow, four people are going to get. Imagine, I don't can't even imagine being a boss and one of my employees dies from this because I got my head up my ass. Yeah, like it's bad enough that people get sick. You know, if someone get you know, has like fucking asthma after this. But I, again, I, I don't wish this on anybody because they're not taking it seriously. It could kill people. And then what are you going to fucking do? Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can be the type of person that doesn't, doesn't care. But I think most people would be bothered by that. And that's, that's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. So Jim Rat decided to take the Tommy Boy approach to a two-year degree last time and will be finishing that elusive bachelor's. It really isn't a bad time to have a hole in one's resume with 15% of the country in the same boat. Yeah, we've all got... Um, gap year. <laughs> I think it's a very ex- explainable gap, gap year for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Um, I found myself in the same boat as I'm working as a, like a contractor right mm-hmm. now. And, um, you know, the stimulus check has really held me over for a few months well twelve hundred dollars went real yeah far. it went really far but now it's uh now i need that kind of uh job security lube <laughs> which we're not getting but i'm glad that you're uh, you know you're able to pursue this dream seems like a good time but a bad time so that'd be a good name for a uh, lube hand job security yeah um uh, as a side note this- also um i noticed on discord one of our old one of the more visible members of the bald move forum discord community alcade um he had a similar situation with his employer and he personally got covid and has been pretty sick so Mm. um i don't think he's you know he hasn't been hospitalized or anything 
Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's rough and maddening to be one of the people in society that kind of is on board and trying to do the right thing and have it brought down by other people. Um, you know, because of just frankly dumbass and selfish ways some people are, are behaving. So thinking about you, Alcade, hope you get back on your feet and don't have any long-term uh, problems with this. Same. Moving on to Mr. Virgino. Virginio. Virginio. Mr. Virginio. I know you guys want a sexy question, so I thought I'd write in. Even though this one is one of the awkward sexy questions. Awkward sexy is some of our specialities. Uh, a few episodes back, you two touched on virginity, pretty much saying, as far as I can remember, that the aura of losing your virginity is overrated and that it becomes a pretty insignificant moment in your life once you've had more sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, you, you can't, it, it, there's no black and white, clear cut answer for any of this. Like, if you got married to your high school sweetheart and you've only gotten, only had sex with that one person and you live to your six, you know, you have your 65 wedding anniversary, I imagine that first night is fucking magical for those people. Right. For the rest of us mere mortals that are just fucking around trying to figure out love out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or first like, fumbling attempts at a man or a woman are, are not going to be the best ones. Either. Yeah. And if you or if you're a woman and you have this high pressure to not break your hymen until you get married for the first time, that's that's pretty weird, too, because you could break your hymen riding a bike or you could not have a hymen at all because you're not born with it. Virginity is kind of a concept, but in as much importance as you place in it, yeah. let's hear this person's story. Mr. Virginio continues, I'm 22 and recently left a religion I was raised in, which basically convinced me that I was going to hell if I ever had sex before marriage. Mm. That's a significant downside, mm-hmm. I got to say. Uh, now that I'm out, though, it's look. I'm looking forward to having sex for my first time. All if right, you go baby. to hell, hell in a handbasket. If you go to hell, can you have as much sex as you want? I, you know, I. What's the downside here? I mean, you probably could, but the caveat would be only with women who have stinging nettle in their vagina or their vaginas are full of centipedes. It's, it's you know, the devil likes doing that. Oh, you want to have all the sex you want? Well, all these pussies are little <laughs> razor blade ass pussies. <laughs> OK, well, until anyway. I hear hell's policy on lube, I'll, I'll reserve my opinion. Yeah, what's well, that? That uh, Hieronymus Bush, Bosch. Bosch guy? Like, uh-huh. it, it doesn't look like. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sexy in like a Hellraiser way, but not like in a uh. ooh la la kind of way. Uh, my initial thought once I reached this newfound freedom of sexual thought was that I should wait until I at least have some sort of relationship, a relatively short or long term, that I can at least know the person before it happens. Mm-hmm. I've had a little trouble meeting people in that sort of way recently, though. <laughs> you don't say. I have to admit, 22 years of repressed energy is making me impatient. Mm-hmm. Is having sex for the first time in some one night stand as bad as an idea as it sounds? I know this podcast is very into sexual freedom, which is great, but I'm curious if you two have any sort of warnings for something like this or for one night stands in general. Is it worth waiting or at least a short term for at least a short term fling? Further, what should I expect from my partner in terms of understanding and comforting atmosphere? And should that expectation change depending on if it's a relationship or just a one off thing? How much should I divulge about my lack of experience to whomever that partner is? I've unfortunately heard some horror stories from friends whose first times were pretty much ruined because their partner got frustrated with them or chided them. It sounds cruel to me, and I hope I wouldn't encounter such a person, but I want to at least have as much knowledge as I can can going into the first time so I can minimize how much I inevitably embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. I think this might be a good chance to not only answer these types of questions for us virginos, virginios, virginias. And And virgin exes of the world, but also to give us advice to those uh, who have partners who've never had sex before. So they have some do's and don'ts on how to create the most comfortable atmosphere for their partner when the time comes. Uh, By the way, I've obviously put all this stuff on hold because of COVID. You rock. You oak you. (laughs) Uh, Though I'm trying uh, them out. I don't think I mesh well with dating apps in this new quarantine era of e-dating scene that's blossoming right now. I just want to be primed and ready for when the in-person world gets back into the swing of things. Thanks for much. Thanks so much for all you do. Well, thank you for um, reaching out with this, you know, sensitive topic. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. My first thought is that, yes, the first time you have sex isn't supposed to be this magical unicorns and rainbows type of situation. But I think it's really important that the person you get involved with, you are intimate with in a certain way. Yeah. Because this is... 
this is a very new thing for you. You can't go out to a bar and go have a one night stand with this person and then spring on them or maybe even not even tell them that this is your first time having sex because they're looking to have a a casual hookup. Mm -hmm. They're looking for someone who's experienced, maybe, hopefully. They're looking for a SAE certified mechanic, not some shade tree operation. (laughs) Right. They they wanted someone to put them on the power lift and rotate them tires. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Something simple like that. And as much as, you know, the person you have sex with for the first time doesn't have to be the person you marry or love for the rest of your life or have children with. That's not exactly what we're saying. But, you know, take away that, that kind of pressure on making this special and forever but it should be special and you should be taken care of hopefully you've taken note of all the lubes we outlined because the first time you have sex i don't know if this is a man or a woman but speaking as a woman the first time you have sex you're not meant to bleed heavily and it shouldn't be rough and painful no i wouldn't it just means there's a lack of lubrication going on there right um and yeah, I, I think it should be special just in so much as you just trust this person. You know that they're going to respect your boundaries. You know what they're what you are familiar with and you've expressed that to them and what you're comfortable with. And and that yeah. person needs to have an understanding of that as well. Because you are going to be in uh, this is a vulnerable position and something you have to put trust. So someone, you know, find someone that's kind of uh, kind, warm, a good sense of humor um, are great candidates for first time sex people because they're going to be the ones that you know because sex is kind of ridiculous and there might be goofy things that happen uh you know you might know you kind of very vaguely know where slot b is and how slot a fits into it but you know everybody we talked last week everyone's anatomy is a little bit different Mm -hmm. Um, some are easier to get in versus uh you know more difficult depending on how your bodies line up so um, but I think only you can n- know the answer that at one night stand, but like the way you write about it, I doesn't sound like it's right for you. Um, mm-hmm. and I definitely would be honest about your level of sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but also get informed, you know, like I said, get on like Reddit r slash sex, because there's a lot of good advice uh, threads specifically for virgins. If you search this subreddit for like virgins for the last 30 days, you're going to get a wide amount of specific advice. I'm sure you'll find one for like, you know, 22 M or 22 female, mm-hmm. but it's almost universally reported that people that, that try to hide that, uh, it leads to bad situations where people are disappointed. They got their feelings hurt. And I think one thing, cause I do think this is a guy, uh, and with guy virgins, especially as, as, as bullshit as it is, there's this still, still pretty widely held expectation that men are the ones that are going to take the lead in the bedroom. You know, every, like what Seth was talking about, every new thing, escalation mm-hmm. is usually driven by the, it's, it's horse shit. And hopefully as we get more sexually involved in society, it'll be more equal. But that is, I would be lying if I said that's not the current state of things. And when you tell a woman that, hey, I'm a virgin, that signals them that I kind of need you to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, like, instead of being like, why is this guy not taking a step? Why is he hesitating? Does he not think I'm attractive? Because they're, vul- you know, women and men get naked. That's vulnerable the first time you see someone like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of insecurities the women might have mm-hmm. um, that could be misinterpreted um, if you're not if you're not open about that. Um, but I mean, you know, if you tell her and she can take the lead, like, you know, she can show you how she likes to be touched. Maybe she can help guide you in. Hell, maybe she just flips you over and rides a cowgirl and you can figure out how awesome that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, you're going to get a lot more out of the experience if your partner knows that you want them to show you the ropes. You know, I'm inviting you to kind of like take me in hand here. Um, Definitely be ready. You know, I talked about consent earlier. And if at any point during the stages of them asking you for consent or telling you they're going to change positions or they're about to enter you, make sure that you are ready because if there's any hesitation, just say no. Yeah. And, and, and back you out. You don't want to snap your dick off in there, son. They take a wrong turn. No, it's like, no, I'm just saying, seems yeah. like it's very much higher, higher stakes. Like, <laughs> no, you definitely want to be totally mentally yeah. ready to do something like this. And yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. yeah, it may not be as exciting as porn stars make it look on, 
whatever kind of porn subreddit you're on. Sure, sure. But uh, you want to be ready. Before I, I just disclose something for myself. I was 20, going on 21 before I had sex the first time. Wow. Um, so I wasn't too much younger than you. But I, you know, I did do a lot of reading. I knew my general anatomy. I knew I kind of had an expectation that it might be awkward or goofy the first time. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't thinking that I was going to have like porn star sex, whatever I expected. You know, the things you might expect is like you're probably going to feel around, take closer look at things. <laughs> Maybe that's a good opportunity to try some of the oral stuff you've uh-huh. been learning about, hopefully. But just, you know, try not to have expectations about the emotional side, the physical side, your performance just try things out, have fun, make sure your partner's having fun. Right, exactly. Absolutely have fun. You know, sometimes your pussies or your bussies or whatever it is yeah. are going to make sounds. Yeah. And it's just it's part of the normal process. And yep. it'll be silly and funny and you can be cute and giggle about it. But yep. Yep. it's going to happen. But yeah, you just want to make things have fun. Make sure things feel cozy and safe. And mm-hmm. if you run into problems, communicate with your partner. Uh, hit us up here. Talk to the people r slash sex. Get on r slash swizzbull. We'll try to help you out. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're you're going in. You're you're entering into a big, wonderful new world. And <laughs> I wish you a lot of success and luck. It's going to be a lot of fun, bud. Yeah, for sure. Right back, right back. If you need any uh, any any other help, or just brag. Fuck yeah, it. Just <laughs> brag about we'll, how we'll, much you nailed it. <laughs> we'll, we'll take uh, we'll take uh, uh, pulling V card after action reports on here. We're, we got no sh- we got no shame. Yeah, or pride. if you want to do like a Todrick Payne thing, is that his name? Podrick Payne. Oh yeah, Podrick, Pod the Rod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pod the Rod. Your first time, you made whores tell you not to pay. <laughs> Dear one weird trick. It's like deer, the deer penthouse. Uh, okay, we've got one more email. Yes. This is from someone who actually knows medically what they're talking about when it mm, comes to sex. Dr. Cynthia. Dr. Cynthia says, yay, so glad to hear Aaron talking about what it means to be good in bed. Lots of great tricks in this pod. She's referring, of course, to our last episode and this one. And not to I'm my certain- charging for sex because <laughs> I do turn some good tricks here and there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> So there's definitely an epidemic of bad sex going on, and this is the number one reason for folks to reach out to me for sex therapy. I, too, am horrified by the stories of how crappy some men are at pleasuring their partners. Aaron's stats are actually more optimistic than I think. More? I estimate that only 15 to 20% of women are truly having orgasms with their partners in hetero relationships. But the problem isn't only because men are selfish and clueless about women's anatomy, The majority of the problem is caused by two factors. One, both women and men are socialized to believe that it is your partner's responsibility to give you an orgasm or a climax. Mm. Two, women are not socialized to learn how to achieve their own pleasure or orgasms. Since every intervention has a positive and negative result, Telling men to focus more on their female partner's pleasure can actually make it less likely for a woman to have pleasure or orgasms. Mm. I can't even count how many women have told me during therapy that their male partners are obsessed with trying to make them come. Society tells us that we're only good in bed if our partners have orgasms, so there's overwhelmingly pressure for men to achieve that goal in bed. A man focusing on a woman's orgasm is often their own selfish need to feel like a successful lover. That's interesting. No, I mean, I was, I was actually thinking, taking a mental, because I have been with at least one woman who described herself as inorgasmic. Like, I've been having sex for 10 years. I've never, uh, I've never come myself. I enjoy it. It's pleasurable. I like the closeness, but like, just don't ever think you're going to make me come. And I have to say, it was, it was something I had to get over because that conditioning like oh my god if she doesn't have an orgasm what the hell are we even doing like you know are you sure you haven't you know but it's it's pretty you gotta it's a lot of temerity to tell a woman that's been trying for 10 years like oh well you know maybe just haven't had the magic touch (laughs) right um so like ah that 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 was that that was tough i imagine but i also can see if a person was obsessed with making a person come Mm -hmm. that's not going to be fun for the person who is inorgasmic or maybe if it's just they're just a really tough nut to crack, you know, some people are. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, some people are a little harder to break off than others. And if you put that expectation every single time, it's like, God, you know, 
what if I can't? Um, and yeah. I've also been like uh, a couple times when I've been on um, like an SSRI. Like I, I remember when I went on Effexor, I was in orgasmic for like six months, mm-hmm. and it was fucking the worst. Like you know, not not just because um, of the problem I was going through, but my partner was having a hard de- a, a time with it. So like, yeah, like those expectations. I can say I, I never thought about like you know coming from a good place of like oh you want the, your lady to have a good time can actually make things worse for him. Yeah. Cynthia, a doctor, Cynthia, excuse me, continues, telling some men they need to focus on their female partner's pleasure is fabulous. Thank you, Aaron. But it is even more important to encourage women to focus on their own sexual pleasure. Women need to take control of themselves of the action during sex more and identify the type of touch, pressure, position, speed, etc. Lubrication is another good one. That they want and not leave that up to their partners. Unfortunately, asking her what she wants, likes, doesn't often work because she doesn't know. Or she's worried that he'll feel bad if she's not having pleasure, so she just tells him what he wants to hear. Women have been telling men that they're having pleasure when, in fact, they haven't since they began having sex in their early teens. I believe this has resulted in an epidemic of male cluelessness about how to pleasure women. Guys will say to me, all the girls before me had a good time. And then I hear the play by play and I'm thinking there's no freaking way they were telling the truth. So maybe Cecily could share a few weird tricks with the women out here who have, who are having all this non sex as I like to call it. Mm. I do have a recommendation and I'm not sure if Dr. Cynthia's heard of this one or if she's got some other, uh recommendations but i've got a book (laughs) surprise surprise i've got a self-help book that's going to really help you uh it's called come as you are the surprising new science that will transform your sex life by emily nagoski and she really breaks down within her book the types of thought patterns and the types of experiences and previous experiences that you can have going into a new sexual relationship or any kind of sexual relationship, even if it's just masturbation that help you understand the state of mind you're in when you want to come as a female, as a woman, I guess. Um, hope I'm not oversharing by saying this, but I'm one of those people who go into like a subspace where you are just like blank minded, just focus entirely on the pleasure. And some people are the type of people that need to visualize some sort of, you know, have these fantasies going on in their mind at the same time. People who like to watch porn and really engage with those types of things at the same time. Um, Dr. Nagowski really outlines all those different types of ways that you can achieve orgasm and tap into your own pleasure. Even if it's not achieving orgasm, you can still tap into your own pleasure that way. Mm-hmm. And this book is really great for that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. Cause like I, this book was, has, is one of the top recommendations from the Ojoy sex toy people too. Oh, really? I had this pulled up on my. I know, I I know that you like this book. But I had yeah. to, I had to pull up on my second monitor. I'm like, I'm gonna get this recommendation if, if Cecily doesn't. <laughs> but I figured, I figured you would. No, you it's would. great. I recommend this to all of my friends because I have a lot of female friends who say the same thing. Like, well, I faked an orgasm because he really wanted me to have an orgasm, but I just wasn't there. I've, and I wanted to, I didn't want to stop the the sex because there is a pleasure that comes from just having the sex and not actually having an orgasm. And, you know, sometimes maybe with women having an orgasm takes too long or they're just not into it, but they still want to have the sex and have all the pleasure that comes with it. And this this really walks that line between those and things. the pressure goes two two ways because like i faked orgasms yeah you know especially with the partners i'm just getting started out with or if i have a one night stand like and you know I've, I've had a drink or two or it's like late in the night and this is a brand new person and like you know like I, this isn't going to be a marathon thing like and you're wearing a condom it's pretty easy to pull off, pull off uh, the male fake orgasm because yeah the pressure of like mm-hmm. you know when are you going to finish or what is the point of all this? What is the 
cherry on top is, is is felt by both sexes for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes normalize not having to have an orgasm for sex. Right. Sometimes yeah. you just want to take a Sunday drive. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you just want to put the top down and just let the wind blow through your hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, like our first kiss doesn't have to have a t- tongue thrown thrown down your yes. throat. But like the first sex, you, everyone has to come. Right. No, there's a, there's a lot of pressure pressure that goes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Cynthia, for writing we in. We need to have Dr. Cynthia come on the show. Yeah. She's expressed she's... willingness to do so. We need to get that scheduled because it would be a hoot to pick the brain of an actual sex therapist about some of these weird tricks. Get 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 a real real uh um what do they call that clinical uh therapeutically sound mm-hmm. clinically sound a really clinically sound weird trick for improving people's sex life validate our opinions doctor yes. Cynthia yes yes that's what we're really wanting <laughs> all right that's all we've got this week Aaron will be back next week for another three right turns and we will be back together in another two weeks for more one weird tricks. If you have any feedback for us or have any requests for weird tricks to improve your life, love, and happiness or lubrication levels, you can email us at OWT at SwizzBold.com. We're on all the social medias at SwizzBold as well. I want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We could not do this without you. You can become a patron if you are not already. Of course, I assume most people are. But if not, go to Patreon.com slash SwizzBold. I especially want to thank each of our Fred level patrons by name now. And those are Arvin Rao, Byron Rasmussen, Jenny, Laura Luthi, Greg Rasp, Jordan Hoyt, Jared Harrelman, George P. Burdell, Lisa Singleton, James Taylor, Brandon DeVito, Mark Hahn, and Angela Morano. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Thank you. You can also find Swizzbolt the merch at merch.swizzbolt.com. Of course, you know, rock those logos anywhere you go. Start conversations anywhere you are. We need to are. get a designer lube bottle. Yeah, we're Swizz, working on that. Swizz lube. <laughs> Swizz lube. Yeah, get some, get some Swizz lube. Oh, God, I love that name. Yeah, yeah. I love that it's name. Good. It's good. We're working on it. In we collaboration want... with Cynthia, who is Cynthia, <laughs> Dr. Cynthia. Doctor she... approved. One out of one, Swizz Bowl doctors approved. I wonder. ABA approved. Would we go. American would... Bussies Society. <laughs> <laughs> would we go would we go with um like a tasteful packaging or would it be obvious sex lube i think it would be obvious sex lube industrial sexual lubrication <laughs> i mean when do you really need to disguise your lube bottle when you leave it out on the nightstand and yeah but if you're in the bedroom you know what's going down in here that's true. it's only like when you're going through airport security and they know what the fuck it is right i guess that's true so, in new limited edition loud packaging, find it soon. Of Swiss course, bold packaging, you might say. Exactly. Swiss loud. Aaron, Jim, and I do a monthly Patreon live stream. Just did one in early August for all of our supporters. You can join our Patreon to get in on the action as well as that, even if you don't want your name read in the podcast credits. Our next live stream will be on Wednesday, September 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you suggest topics and ask questions for us to discuss there by leaving them in the Patreon post, which Jim will uh, post sometime in early September. Might actually already be out because we're getting pretty late. I don't know. Might be. Hang out with us. It's live. You can watch and join the conversation in the YouTube chat. Again, that's patreon.com slash Thanks so much, you guys. We it's will see you the only place on the internet you can find Aaron, Jim, and Cecily. At the same time? At the same time with Aaron speaking the only in place. the third person. <laughs> the only place on the internet. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you there. Thanks, yeah. guys. See you later. See you later.